Welcome in everyone and thank you for listening to our 2022 Bass Pro Tournament of Champions preview special. I'm one of your hosts Cameron Albert alongside my good friend and fellow basketball watcher Kyle DeVries. In this context, what are you? Just a, just that a fan. That works, yeah. We're just a couple of couple of basketball fans. Um, this, if you are a normal listener to the Missouri Sports Podcast, this is a little bit change of pace as far as content goes. Um, the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions is a high school basketball tournament that takes place every year in Springfield, Missouri. It is an invitational tournament where some of the best teams from around the country come and play. It is reportedly the best attended high school basketball tournament every year in the country um and then they also select a few local teams to compete against the best from around the country there's always high level recruits there's sometimes uh division one coaches and scouts there's always division one coaches and scouts checking out the players and um it's just really fun so we are lucky enough to be able to cover it as media And if you are checking this out because of what it is, a Tournament of Champions preview, and you don't usually listen to the podcast, we usually cover Mizzou football and basketball. So if that's something you are interested in, please uh, check us out and subscribe on YouTube, do all that kind of stuff. We would appreciate it. Um, We'll just jump right into it, Kyle. We got another, another Tournament of Champions. Last year's tournament was canceled. I was very sad. This is... Honestly, um, as far as sports go, this is one of the highlights of my year is this tournament, getting to watch the highest level high school basketball and names of players in this tournament that you want to keep track of because they will definitely be names to watch in the NBA in the future. Yeah, it's actually kind of amazing to think uh, some of the talent that plays in this every single year. Um, Some of the guys, I mean, just in the last couple of years uh, of players who have played in it that are now having incredible you know freshman sophomore college seasons uh there's some huge names that come through this every single year um people that maybe won't sound familiar to you when you hear them on this podcast but get to know those names because you will continue to hear them uh for the next you know foreseeable future if you follow college basketball or nba whatever these guys are going to be going to be all over yeah uh usually when march rolls around there's a lot of familiar names for people that have kept track of this tournament over the years. Um, this year, obviously, EJ Liddell for Ohio State, one of the best players in the country. He played in the Tournament of Champions a few years back. Um, Trevor Keels, one of probably maybe the best freshmen in the country, arguably, playing for Duke. Uh, he was really good in this tournament a couple years ago. Um, there's not that much of a Mizzou connection this year, uh, which is a little bit, a bit disappointing for us. Um, you know, that varies from year to year. Um, a few years ago, we, we just missed out on uh, uh, Mario McKinney being in the tournament, but then obviously his Mizzou career uh, didn't end up going so well. So uh, not much of a connection this year, but uh, still lots of players that will be interesting to talk about and follow their careers into college and beyond. Um, we'll start by just previewing the teams involved. Then we'll look at the bracket and make our picks. And uh, if there's any funny stories or memories from tournaments of years past, we'll sprinkle those in as well. So we'll start out with Parkview. Um, they are a pretty frequent um, team in the Tournament of Champions. Uh, they have a player named Elijah Whitley, 
who is a guard who is committed to a local um what what is drury uh, division D2. two division two yep. drury panthers uh, panthers producer cameron well uh, went to college there mm-hmm. um i don't expect much out of parkview in this tournament you don't usually expect much out of the local teams um actually recently greenwood of all teams uh they're very small private school uh connected to missouri state here in springfield but they had aminu muhammad who was a five-star player and he's like in the record books now of the tournament of champions he's having a pretty good freshman year at georgetown so they were kind of an outlier honestly there's been some kickapoo teams over the years that have done pretty well from the local kind of lower seeded position in this tournament unfortunately i don't expect that from really any of the local teams this year in not parkview yeah kickapoo's actually had a pretty storied history um in the tournament of champions i mean they won it in 2005 i don't know that's pretty unheard of what caliber of teams were in the tournament of champions in 2005 i'm assuming it was still like a similar caliber of player i mean they were going against future nba players and some of i guess one of kickapoo players was a future nba player so anthony tolliver right so kickapoo um has won games before against some of these like uh you know uh, teams that are coming in from across the country uh anton brookshire i'm con- i'm convinced uh if kickapoo doesn't play in the tournament of champions i don't know if anton brookshire ends up at mizzou I no, mean, yeah you're probably right because he went off against oak hill um two years ago in the tournament um really put himself on the national uh radar after his performance uh 2005 also featured one tyler hansborough mm. from poplar bluff interesting um yeah so steven mitchell yep he was on that kickapoo squad as well um moving on to nixa they have two guards they're pretty good um i'm not sure how you pronounce his first name probably kale combs and colin rufin uh they're both six four guards um combs reportedly has a missouri state offer so he might be staying local to play college ball that'd be cool to see um, it's a great opportunity for Missouri State to recruit not only, obviously, they, they get to look at the local guys whenever they want, but some of the bigger schools that come here, you know, they have some more under-the-radar prospects that a Missouri State might be able to swoop in and recruit. So it's worth uh, definitely worth it for Coach Dana Ford to be checking it out. Yeah, I mean, it's a very good opportunity for Missouri State to host an event like this it's like better attended than an actual missouri state game yeah. <laughs> usually yeah unless they're playing a really good opponent or something so um, missouri state has great uh facilities too jqh i guess it's not jqh arena anymore but formerly what was jqh arena i don't know what it's called now i don't either <laughs> but missouri state's arena is very nice i mean i think it seats like twelve thousand or something like that mm-hmm. and uh really nice facilities so it's it's a cool experience for even these high school kids who get to you know play in front of a huge crowd and stuff like that? I don't think they get to do that those that kind of thing very often. So yeah, it's, it's becoming more popular. I feel like the tournament champions kind of established a little bit of a trend, and they were the only ones for a long time. But now you're starting to see more tournaments and invitationals and just like big matchups between yeah. storied high school programs that draw a big crowd, but still nothing quite like the tournament champions in my opinion. Uh, next local team we have Springfield Catholic and they are led by 6'5 guard Zach Howell and he is on pace to break some records um, I think he's even flirting with some of the records that Anton Brookshire put up as far as like Springfield Public Schools all-time records 
So he is a really good player, kind of a do-it-all guard. He can score from wherever, really good three-point shot. And um, his recruitment has a, been a little bit under the radar, um, as you would kind of expect from a player out of Springfield Catholic. But he has, he tweeted uh, not too long ago that he has a Texas Tech offer. And that is really his only Division One scholarship offer. Texas Tech, like three years removed from being in the national championship. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big deal. He also said in an interview uh, recently that he has heard from Mizzou as well as Colorado State, and he has a visit scheduled to Wisconsin. Yeah, that is a pretty random offer uh, to be your only one from for somebody from Springfield. Um, there is a potential like, kind of long-shot connection that he might have with Texas Tech, and that is a uh, graduate assistant on Texas Tech sta- uh, staff. His name is Tyson Batiste, mm. and he played here at Kickapoo a few years back, and so maybe there's some kind of Springfield connection um, with those two guys. But really, other than that, I can't really think of why Texas Tech uh, would be his only offer. It's pretty, it's pretty random. Yeah, so it is interesting to see Mizzou being mentioned with him, though. Um, he brought that up as somebody, uh, a school that's been in contact. Um, so maybe we're looking at a uh, similar situation to Anton Brookshire, where if he can show up and he is going to have every opportunity playing against uh, really good players uh, in the first round against Paul Six. Paul Six, Paul the Sixth. Paul Six. That's what I'm going with. Paul Quinn. Paul Quinn College. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Zach Howell, he might be able to boost his recruitment a little bit uh, on the back of a couple good performances in this tournament. I expect him to perform well. He has not backed down in facing tough competition in the local blue and gold tournament here in Springfield. Um, so yeah, I think he'll have a pretty good showing and, but I guess as Mizzou fans with that Texas tech offer sitting out there, is it too late? for Mizzou to get involved, do you think? Or maybe the allure of staying closer to home might uh, convince him? But Yeah, it's tough to know. I mean, you don't know how what kind of work Texas Tech is putting in in his right. recruitment. I mean, they may have offered him, but they might just kind of be putting the feelers out. If, if they're not talking to him very often, then I'm sure Mizzou could swoop in if they wanted to. That's kind of what I was thinking. But uh, we'll learn a lot from this tournament, and uh, in the recap we'll be able to maybe venture a guess as to how involved Mizzou will be. Um, moving on to not exactly a local team, but still a Missouri team, um, New Madrid. Now, uh, listeners and viewers, uh, Kyle and producer Cameron scoffed at me when I pronounced that <laughs> New Madrid, even though I'm 99% sure that's how the locals would pronounce it. I'd believe it. Um, well, we say Nevada, too, here in Missouri, right? That's true. And Monette. Yeah. Yeah. You Disgusting. Gotta, you got to just country it up a little bit. I guess. Um, do but do they call it the new the New Madrid fault? No, it's Madrid. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So same name, New Madrid County. They have uh, a couple players named Jadis Jones and B.J. Williamson. They're both juniors, so their recruitment is is not really picked up much. But they have, I probably not necessarily power five potential, but I do think they have potential to play at the next level. Um. Then moving on to the first really out-of-town school, and that is Whitney Young from Chicago, Illinois. They have a really good player, really good um, forward. He's a four-star recruit. His name is A.J. Casey, and he is already committed to Miami. He is the number 67 player 
in the senior class this year. Uh, according to 24-7 Sports, all these rankings will be from 24-7. Um, and then they've got a couple unranked players that have uh, D1 offers. Dalen Davis, he is a point guard. He's not ranked. He's a junior, but he does have an Illinois offer. So his home state school getting involved. And then Xavier Amos, he's not ranked, but he's 6'8", and he has already signed to play for Northern Illinois. So pretty pretty decent squad there. AJ Casey, definitely the, the star of the team, but uh, another big man and a point guard to facilitate. I think they'll be pretty good. Uh, next up, we have Milton from Alpharetta, Georgia. And they have one of the very best juniors in the entire country. He's ranked 20th in his class. His name is Kanan Carlisle. He's a five-star guard, and he is already committed to Stanford. So big get for them. Um, they From have, Georgia going to Stanford. Yeah, well, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you'd think he'd be playing for an SEC school. Maybe, maybe he wants those academics. <laughs> uh, Bruce Thornton, a four-star point guard, number 41 in the senior class, committed already to Ohio State. So a couple of really good guards there. And then one of the most interesting players in this tournament. How do you think? How do you how do you say that first name, Bruce Cameron? It's gotta be it's gotta be Levius. Levius. Levius Overton. He is a 265 pound defensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> he is the number three ranked junior in the country as far as college football recruiting rankings go. And he, I think 24-7 Sports maybe has a crystal ball to Oklahoma, but he could, he's he got offers from Alabama, who, uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, yeah. Ohio State, wherever he wants to go, um, considered a Oklahoma lean. Um, I mean, Milton's got to be one of the more intriguing teams, yeah. for, at least for me personally. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Mr. Mr. Overton and what he <laughs> is going to look like out there. I mean... We were talking about we were talking about him earlier and just his size. Like you said, he's 6'5", 265. and you know how did that compare to you know some of the those like NFL tight ends that played college basketball? And we were talking about like Antonio Gates and uh, Antonio Gates was what like six three. Antonio Gates in high school was six three two forty. So I mean I think of Antonio Gates as a massive human being, and I'm sure he got a lot bigger you know after high school, mm-hmm. but but uh, Levius Overton is an enormous high school player, and I just can't wait to see him like dominating, dominating out there on the court. Yeah, and especially because he has two really good guards on yeah. his team, I think uh, you know they'll be looking to dish it off to him for dunks down low. Uh, we'll see how well he can get off the floor. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see him play. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving on to actually a frequent uh, attendee of the tournament, Paul Six, Fairfax, Virginia. Um, and an interesting note here, uh, point guard Doug McDaniel, uh, he is a four-star player, number 60 in the senior class. He's already committed to Michigan. This is actually his second uh, tournament of champions. So he was here um, as a sophomore two years ago. Probably not very many people that played it twice. Right, yeah, especially not uh, local teams. Yeah. Um, then they have another four-star guard, um, Deshaun Harris-Smith. He is a junior. Uh, 113th ranked in his class. He's not committed yet. He has offers from Georgetown, LSU, uh, Kim English over there at George Mason, and Penn State, among others. So really just two standout guards for them. Um, 
I don't know what their uh, front court situation is like, but um, they're always a contender to win this tournament. Uh, I feel like their floor is pretty much usually playing in the third place yeah. game, um, and then their ceiling is competing for the championship. I think maybe this might be a lower year for them just because they don't have a premier big um, or forward at all. Uh, but, you know, they're not going to be scrubs out there. They're going to have some size still. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, presumed number one seed in this tournament, Sierra Canyon from Chatsworth, California. They have the best player in this tournament and potentially the best high school basketball player in the country. Amari Bailey, five-star guard. He's technically the number two player in his class, and he is committed to UCLA. He's a six-five guard who can handle the ball, shoot threes, get to the rim, dunk, you know, even block shots, long arms, can get in passing lanes on defense, take it the other way. He's really fun to watch. Um, I mean, if we were taking bets, he would be the favorite to be tournament MVP and definitely Sierra Canyon the favorite to win the whole thing yeah Amari Bailey is definitely a name that you one of those names you want to remember I know some of the names we've talked about Bailey is definitely the guy that you're gonna you're gonna hear about if you follow college basketball at all Um, I don't know do you think he's a one-and-done guy for sure yeah Yeah. so definitely a guy you're gonna you're gonna hear about probably uh, in the NBA as well Uh, Next up for Sierra Canyon, another senior, uh, Kijani Wright. He's a four-star forward, number 37 in the senior class. He is committed to USC. Uh, Ramel Lloyd Jr., three-star point guard, but he's 6'6", so a lot of size at the point guard spot. He is number 127 in the senior class, and he is committed to Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska. Is he still there? Is Fred Hoiberg there? Uh, I don't know. How could they possibly that be that bad if Fred Hoiberg is there? I'll do some research. Okay. I think you're right, though. I think he's there. Um, then they have a gentleman named Shai Odom. He's three-star forward, number 240 in the senior class. He's committed to Howard. Then they have a junior by the name of Mikey Price, four-star guard, number 62 in the country in his class. And then a uh, kind of a under the radar guy for this tournament because he's a sophomore and I and I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name but his name is Isaiah Elo Elohim 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 I don't know I don't know what we'll find out I don't know where the emphasis is we're probably not going to find out <laughs> uh, yeah the announcer for this tournament isn't usually his voice is incredible absolutely gorgeous voice his pronunciation struggles with pronunciation a little bit worse than me um if i was the announcer i would probably clarify all the pronunciations yeah he doesn't even care he does not care at all i promise just sound it out yeah and do your best as long as it sounds good that's all he cares about true and it always does and it it always does uh yeah he is five-star player The the rankings aren't really out for the sophomore class yet but he will be i think probably like top five in his class he's a really well-rounded do-it-all guard in the same mold as Amari Bailey, honestly. There is one other name that I haven't mentioned yet for Sierra Canyon. He's a junior, uh, number 38 in his class. He's a 6'3 guard, and his name is LeBron James Jr., also known as Bronny. It's probably not a surprise that he's in this tournament, but uh, potentially the biggest name to ever, I mean, 
definitely the biggest name of a high school player to ever be in this tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of unfortunate for some of these other players that they're going to be overshadowed by a player that is maybe the third best player on his own team. You think he's going to be one of those players that the whole crowd's like rooting, rooting for every time he makes a basket, the crowd's like uh, erupts and applause. Probably. I could also see like w- weird pockets of people like booing him or something. Cause they don't like LeBron mm-hmm. potentially. That would be outrageous, but never know. Sports fans are weird, man. They are. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, that'll be fun. I, uh, there's been talk. Oh my gosh. It will LeBron be at the tournament. It's possible, but I really don't think so. I did look at the Lakers schedule. They play on Wednesday and Saturday and Saturday. So he definitely won't be there Saturday. Right. Um, definitely. Which if, if he was not playing basketball, I would say would be the most likely one for him to go to. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the championship game, mm-hmm. presumably. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he uh, is yeah. in town and, and has a quick turnaround flight, but I think they, they play both the Lakers games are on the West coast. I don't know if it makes That'd be sense. pretty amazing though. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, the arena would, they wouldn't let him show up and people not know about it. Like, if True. LeBron James is going to come to Springfield, Missouri and attend the Tournament of Champions, they're like, we're not letting you in the building unless you let us announce that you're here. <laughs> All right, so those are the teams. Um, I think just uh, we rattled off a bunch of names. You mentioned definitely keep track of Amari Bailey. He's probably a one and done. Um, I want to reinforce keep track of Kanan Carlisle. He's just a junior. So he has a whole another year of um, high school basketball, but um, so did Trevor Keels two years ago, and now he is starring for Duke. I'm really I'll be watching what Stanford does while he's there. He's one and done potential, um, but maybe going to Stanford he doesn't get quite the notoriety that he would if he went to you know Duke or Kentucky. So we'll see. But those two are the guys for sure that I'm keeping track of the most. I'm keeping track of Levius Overton. Well, sure, yeah. That too. He's going he's gonna to tear it up on the defensive line wherever he goes. Um, let's take a look at the old bracket. So the first game on Thursday is Whitney Young against New Madrid County. And um, I've got Whitney Young winning that game. I think... Uh, they just match up well. They, I mean, New Madrid has two pretty good juniors, but um, AJ Casey and uh, Xavier Amos, two big forwards. I don't think. Th- I think the size advantage there alone will put Whitney Young into the semifinal. Give me Whitney. Same. Then we have presumably the number one seed in the tournament, Sierra Canyon against Parkview. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Give me me Bronny. Bronny and Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon, they're similar to Oak Hill in that they just show up to this tournament and win it, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Years ago, yeah. They both were here. Oof, that's what we need. I I know. They're scared of each other, I think. I, I I was just thinking about this, actually, when we were looking at the players. I was like, I wonder if some of these, like, top, like, top, top tier schools are like, yeah, we're gonna come. We're gonna do this thing. We'll swap years with these other two or three top <laughs> yeah. teams, but we never want to see them here. Yeah. And 
the tournament's like, okay, we can do that. You okay. know, yeah, it seems to be the case because they're never here at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know who will play anybody who is not scared of anybody? Paul Six. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll show up no matter what. You're going to say Catholic. Uh, we'll see. They don't have a choice. Sierra Canyon. Um, I've talked about this before on just our normal podcast, but um, I w- I watched them win the championship when they had Remy Martin, who Mizzou just played. Uh, he now plays for Kansas, and Marvin Bagley, and Cody Riley. Uh, those were the big three on that squad. And I'll never forget, they after they won the championship, they just stood around and took pictures with fans and signed autographs for literally an hour and a half. Hmm. Just whoever wanted a picture, they just stood there, said hi to everybody. It was really cool. Probably not doing that in COVID times, but you never no, know. probably not. Cool uh, of them to do that, though. Uh, another quick little uh, people doing autographs after the game. Um completely the opposite memphis east was here several years ago coached by penny hardaway Mm -hmm. and he's a guy that many people would be interested in getting his autograph taking a picture with him and who one of the a representative from memphis east said to this crowd of people that wanted to see penny he'll come out and and say hi don't worry he's got to do the interviews and stuff he'll come out and say hi um, I didn't have anywhere else to be apparently. So I just sat there <laughs> with this group of people that wanted to see Penny and there were some big fans there. There was like people with his like action figure or like doll that came out when he played for the magic. There was people with like Penny Hardaway shoes, like his mm-hmm. custom shoe that they wanted signed. He never showed the, uh, representative from the team had to come back out and be like, uh, sorry, everyone, he's not coming. Actually, no, no, the representative didn't. It was the arena staff. We're like closing down and we're like, Jeez. you guys got to go. The bus left. He's not coming. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Did they lose that game? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know if people, if people had to add like action figures for me too, I don't know if I would be <laughs> walking out there to say hi. <laughs> well, it was a product he made and sold yeah, to the public. I was joking. Yeah. That's That'd interesting. Be, you know, it's like a homemade doll, like <laughs> homemade Penny Hardaway doll. <laughs> it's like a voodoo doll. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get back on track here. Uh, I got Sierra Canyon beating Parkview in the first round. Yes, oh, oh, yeah. All right, then at 7.30, we have Nixa against Milton Bradley High School. Just kidding. Milton from uh, Alpharetta, Georgia, with the best, one of the best juniors in the country, Kanan Carlisle. I've got Milton. Give me Milton. Give me Milton. Nobody wants the upset. And then wow. in the late game on Thursday, Paul Six against Springfield Catholic. Um, will Zach Howell be able to pull off the upset almost single-handedly? Absolutely not. But I think he. W- I think it's one of these games where he's going to have like 30 points, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Six does have good guard play. But um, honestly, I think he can shoot it from wherever. So... I think they're just going to let him loose, give him total yeah. green light. Might as well. See how many shots he can make. But, yeah, I've got let Paul this Six be his, let, the, let this be his Anton Brookshire moment. Yeah, against Oak Hill, yeah. Will that be the closest game of the first round? Um, I think I'll take that first game maybe is the closest one. Yeah. There might be four pretty brutal matchups here. Honestly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know if any of them will be – yeah, I, Super I'll go with I'll go with Catholic keeping it close. I'll go, I'll go with that being the closest game of the first round. I could be wrong, but 
So we have the same bracket going into the semifinal. Let's go ahead and do the consolation side first. Um, so New Madrid versus Parkview. I've got Parkview winning that. Mm -hmm. I got Madrid. Me too. Okay. Then Nixa versus Springfield Catholic. I have Nixa winning that. I think Catholic will just, they just played their hearts out against Paul Six, <laughs> and they just weren't able to bounce back from that brutal loss. Yeah, they were in a 9, 9 p.m. game. It's going to yeah. be getting late. Yeah. We tired. Get their hearts ripped out. It's that's the yeah, more we talk about it, the closer that first round game is. <laughs> no way. <laughs> give me Nixa. There's absolutely no way. I am uh, choosing Nixa as well. Okay. Well, we're all on the same page there. Uh, so I have Nixa winning the fifth place game. I have them beating Parkview. I have them beating New Madrid. Dang, I thought I was being like special. I have Nixa as well winning the Constellation game against Madrid. Kyle, you should know you're anything but special. That's true. Except to me and producer Cameron and Thank all you. of our listeners and viewers. And probably my mom. Well, <laughs> we'll have to ask her, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, seventh place game. I have Springfield Catholic finally getting it done, winning a game against New Madrid. Uh, yeah, I have them beating Parkview. Catholic, yeah, same. same. Okay. Catholic, getting the seventh place finish. Um, okay, now, hopping over to the winner's side, I have, in the first semifinal game, I have Sierra Canyon beating Whitney Young. Same. And I don't think it's going to be all that close. Same. And then on the lower half there, the late game on Friday night, I have Milton beating Paul Six. Same. Same. Wow. Wow. Okay, third place game. They might I feel like I could be completely wrong, but I think they should rename the third place matchup the Paul Six game. <laughs> the bronze I feel matchup. Like they're just like made for the third place game. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll win it. I think uh they will win it as well. Producer Cameron. Give me Whitney. Oh right. wow. And then in the championship. I, I hope it's close, honestly, but yeah. I don't see I don't see any team. Does anybody have a chance? I actually wrote in Milton first as the champion, wow. but I decided to change my mind and just go with Sierra Canyon because that's probably what's really going to happen. But I think that'll be a fun matchup, and I think Milton will will give him a good game. Yeah, I think uh, Carlisle for Milton. He's he's the real deal, absolutely, and um, I don't know if they'll get enough. He'll get enough support. But um, in Sierra Canyon, I don't know. Uh, Amari Bailey, he is able to play good defense when he wants to, but I don't think he. I don't think they'll put him on Milton's best player to try to shut him down or anything. So I could see Carlisle going off, but uh, it not being enough to beat Sierra Canyon. I could see Lebius having twenty-five rebounds. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I, I want to see Lebius dunk on Brawny. Ooh, that would be something for TikTok or something. <laughs> That'd be yeah, yeah. When uh, when Levius Overton is in the NFL and LeBron James Jr. is playing with his dad in the NBA, he could say, "I dunked on him." That would cool. be special, and we would we'll be there to watch it to film the TikTok. Um, so we all say Sierra Canyon for the championship. Yep. Man. Next year, we want Oak Hill and Sierra Canyon. Yeah. Dude, both out dude, here. Dude, um, probably Amari Bailey's going to be tournament MVP. And uh, which team do you think is going to win the uh, sportsmanship award? 
<laughs> of all these teams, who just really seems the most sportsman? I really feel like that's going to be Nixa. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think. Uh, Give me Whitney. Paul six. I think whoever wins the third place game will get it. I think Nixa. I think it's. I think it's Whitney, but I got them losing the third place game. Oh. They're going to be so gracious in defeat. You just won't be able to stop from handing in the sportsmanship award. Nixa's never going to lose, so they can't even be good losers. Nixa? No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're going to lose to Milton, but they'll win the consolation game. All right, any other any other uh, notes or nuggets for the folks? This is this is such an exciting time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, if you're there, we'll be wearing our T-shirts. Yeah, come say hi. Come say hi. Anything else? I think that's it. Well, uh, if they're interested in listening to our podcast that we do weekly covering Mizzou football and basketball, where could they find that? All right, everybody. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our T-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you after the tournament for a recap episode. And if you are a uh, one of our listen- weekly listeners, we will see you in a week to talk to Mizzou. See you then. Thanks for listening.